Chapter Forty One of the Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or the Conspirators and Lovers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Meg Turisek. The Social War of Nineteen Hundred, or the Conspirators and Lovers, by Simon Landis. Chapter Forty One, Doctor Juno's Stunning Sermon on the Improvement of Church and State. Beloved friends, until church and state, in my sense of what the church is, become one, and an indivisible institution, there can be no perpetual natural or Christian government established, where God's will will be done in earth as it is in heaven, nor can peace and good will reign between the children of his footstool. Before being able to elucidate this subject scientifically, it behooves me to show you that church and state simply aim at government, the government of mankind. But before mankind can be governed aright, each one must first learn to understand God's fixed law that was ordained for man's government and he must then be able to govern himself, and that fixed law is his king, which he must obey, or suffer the penalties that are sure to follow all violations of the Creator's immutable injunctions. Now then, look at church and state as they are conducted at this age, whether in this or any other country, and you will see that both are anti-Christ and anti-natural institutions. They are like a perfect fruit tree that has been split in two, and each half hacked to pieces by the woodman. And whilst nothing but God's fixed law can sustain and again heal the tree, it therefore behooves the governor of treehood to return to this unchangeable scientific law of the Creator, and thereby bring into existence a new stalk, stem, blossom, and fruit, the latter of which will contain good seed, which, when planted in new earth, produces a new heaven on terra firma. When love to God and love to man would be the only statute that would be necessary for the government of all people and all nations. And thus, indeed, the millennium would be established, and stupid sects and wicked politician parties would be esteemed by the sons and daughters of earth as mean, low, and vulgar. Thus, Parliament, Congress, and state legislatures would be useless institutions, and the ruinous business of continually much and often voting by a people who know not a whit of the fixed law of a christ-like government would cease to exist whilst love to god and man should drive selfishness from the heart of mankind and the infallibility and beneficence of god would be recognized by every human mind and the following divine mandates would be heeded that he allows the sun to shine and the rain to fall upon all alike, and that no one brings anything into the world, nor takes anything out of it that is carnal. On the contrary, 
let me briefly picture to you the heathen barbarity that the people practice upon one another as church and state move now or have done since the fall of man or since money and voting have been the cardinal virtues of the government of this whole machine of human affairs the church as now conducted including all sects is an institution that throws all the responsibility of mismanaged government of body soul or spirit upon the blessed and immutable creator of all things an institution that recognizes no alterable science of life in its tenets an institution that in its short-sightedness has inscribed upon its banner believe and be saved whilst it overlooks the multitudinous injunctions of god nature and jesus christ that point with the finger of science to good works by which all are to let their light shine before men these good works consist in the government of thinking beings so that they understand appreciate and live the natural life that christ himself led showing that although one has no place where to lay his head still he would continue faithful to the end an institution that builds brick-and-mortar houses and dedicates or devotes them to god instead of its devotees devoting themselves body soul and spirit to god as jesus did and instead of establishing one universal catholic church which is composed of all the fixed laws and wonderful works of god it splits the church of christ into hundreds of contemptible ignorant bigoted narrow-minded sects whose dupes make excellent fodder for politicians legislators governors and petty office seekers who contrive to run the state or states to suit their opinions tastes and feelings an institution whose ministers or apostles sell out to the highest lucre bidders like all the voters in state hence love the uppermost seats as feasts and who do not despise to be called of men rabbi who do not first seek the kingdom of god in the fixed laws and wonderful works of god because their prayer-hearing master is as changeable and fickle as their opinions and perverted propensities are variable thus there is no one king but each can be saved by believing and dictating to his sectarian money and voting god what he wants or needs in the shape of grace and the little trifles that each peculiar sect approves an institution that inculcates nothing whereby the blood and body of mankind would be improved in physiological quality thereby resembling the pure blood and body of jesus christ but their sectarian lucre and voting god rectifies all these little physical matters if faith and prayer are kept a-going an institution that spurns the fixed laws of generation and regeneration 
because these devotees love all sorts of good palatable things wherewith a little physical pleasure can be drawn out of these palaces of the believers and by blarneying their god a little he purifies the blood by washing it in the pool of faith prayer and voting an institution whose devotees need not make any change in their habits that pertain to physical perfection because faith prayer and voting changes the heart and purifies the soul even if the body is rotten an institution that spits god in the face mocks jesus christ defies natural fixed law and crucifies and martyrs the benefactors of the human race look at my persecutors the midnight cutthroats the bloody conspirators the companions of the right-hand imps of the devil these are parents of the sectarian church an institution whose cunning leaders laugh into their sleeves when they can dupe and mislead millions of sincere people who if they had an opportunity to learn the laws that govern god's kingdom in heaven and earth would freely embrace the hallowed immutable and beneficent gifts of the creator and become the followers of jesus christ in word and in deed an institution whose members and hangers-on are moved by some kind of gain yes gain that has no significance to the attainment of heavenly glory but gain in wealth influence sensuality fashion folly domineering and the dainty deviltries that are pleasingly hid under a sanctimonious and hypocritical exterior and which so adorn the elect for the more effectual dispensation of nonsense to their galled hearers from all such pharisaical and antichrist acts good lord deliver us End of chapter 41 Recording by Meg Turasek